Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. With me, la la la, let me explain, and my most specialist guest ever, Kathy Burke. Now, I'm going to read out this introduction, but I feel like I'm being set up. Sure. Because normally when you do intros for people, it's like award-winning actor, director, playwright. Oh, this is the intro that I've been given, and I'm so sorry I didn't write this, Kathy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we're introducing Kathy Burke, known mainly for Kevin and Perry Go Large. She currently has a hit podcast, Where There's a Will, There's a Wake. Her perfect man is a plumber who can read. She's still single despite several proposals from a vicar and a professor. Overwhelmed by her foul-mouthed and orange-haired Linda LaHue's character. Kathy claims not to be broody, but had a dream about a baby born during the Mozambique floods being left on her doorstep. She lost her virginity at 22, the same year she wrote her first play, and spent most of her 20s drunk. <laughs> it is Kathy Burke! That sounds like quite an old biog, actually. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, that's that's something. Is that how you want to be introduced? Well, yeah, because I do. I mean, I have won awards and I've directed plays and all the rest of it. But that's a good little summary. And uh, especially for this, which is all about, because I very rarely talk about my sexual activities. I'm not going to ask you to, unless you want it. Mm, No, well, we'll see if it comes up when... uh, for want of a better phrase, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what pops up. We actually have some dating dilemmas for you, Kathy. Oh, lovely. So, the first question says, Hi both, I've been married twice and have four kids, divorced, my kids are grown up, and now I genuinely want a fun guy. I've been dating for a while and I continually get asked by men, what am I looking for? But how do I make it clear to those men that I want a great witty companion to do fun things with and have great sex with? Because when I say it, most men take it as I'm saying, I just want casual sex. So she's like, look, I just want a companion to do fun things with, have great things with. And men are like, great. She just wants to fuck with no strings. Do I need to approach things differently? Should I just give up? Is there a way of conveying this to men that that I want all of these things, but only with them? It's quite difficult, isn't it? Because men have got to get their heads around um, that thing, which is relatively a new concept, which is that men and women can be friends in the first place. Do you know what I mean? There Mm -hmm. always seems to be this different vibe to it if you're having sex. And it's like, why does there have to be this different vibe? Mm. It's just sex at the end of the day. So that's what it sounds like she's wanting, is sort of a, a, a companion, a friend, you know, that, that she can have sex with. 
So maybe the best thing would be to her, for her to leave that great sex with bit out and actually just say, I want a companion. Yeah. I want a pal. I want a witty man to have fun with. Maybe because she's saying the word sex when she's asking for that, men, that's all they're hearing. Sex, sex, sex. Right. I think you're probably right there, yeah. And maybe instead of sex, say romance. Yeah, but don't you think these fucking men these days will just run? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, there are men that like romance and, and there are men that know that romance means sex, you know? Romance, but a lot of men just think romance is like giving you their last Rolo or... Flowers yeah, or, right. or like Mills and Boone type shit. I think the question, should I just give up? No. No. If that's what you want, you know that you want that, but... I think Kathy's right. Like, actually, the friendship bit is nice. Like, look for a male friend. Look for someone you can hang out with. And then if you can have sex, great. Yeah. If you can't, at least you've made a friend. Yeah, because we all like a bit of male company. You know, they, they, they can be fun. I like male company. I do not hate men at all. I think people assume that because I'm a feminist, I hate men. And that is so opposite of the truth. I fucking love men. They've been the bane of my life. But I also think it's really important to name the really shit things that men do sometimes. How do you find, do you, you don't date at all, do you? No, no, I packed all that in. It's been quite a while now, actually, because I got quite poorly about 15 years ago. And during my recovery time, I was sort of thinking, hmm, because what was, what was sort of lovely in my recovery, because I do have a lot of male friends, so all my male friends were coming around to see me and uh, there was one evening, I remember there was about, I had four hairy-ass fellas sat in the front room with me watching the telly. And I looked round and I thought, actually, if I was with just one man as a partner situation, these fellas wouldn't be here. Mm. And actually, I find this much more fun than just being with the one person. I was never very good at relationships I was never it was always something I wanted because that's what we all sort of want is oh, I just want to be with that one person but actually looking back I just was never any good at it and uh what made you not good at it I think I would get a bit bored I'd get bored with the sex afterwards no disrespect uh, to the fellas they were all lovely well, a couple of them weren't, but um, but the majority were lovely. And you never got to the point where you're like, right, let's change this up, let's communicate, let's do it. It was just brutal, like, I'm done with this. Yes, yeah. Well, it wasn't so much brutal, but, you know, you'd both sense it. And, mm. all right, okay, this isn't going to continue now. I was always a bit better at sort of... I, I used to quite like a one-night stand, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Just have a great laugh with someone have a great old bit of anky pank and then and then that be it yeah and then you know but anyway about about 10 to 15 years ago I just thought to myself right I I, I think I've had enough of this sort of looking for a relationship side of life yeah well and then you just shut the door on it and made a kind of are you totally closed off to it if you found some if you if you happen to meet somebody and, and, and you, you start thinking oh shit actually he's, he's quite interesting well of course Be of open. course yeah yeah but um but yeah I really don't see that happening and um and you know what it's so strange la la because you know I can honestly say I've, I've never been more content mm. and never been more happy and that's no disrespect to the fellas it isn't about them. It's about you 
And, you know, because it was always sort of like, you know, especially when I got into my 30s and I hadn't really had, but the longest relationship I'd had was no more than a year. Never lived with anyone, never lived with a fella. And, you know, you get into your 30s and you start to feel a bit of a freak. Mm. You think, oh, what's the matter with me? Because everybody else seems to manage to do this so easily, which is also bollocks because it's never easy. But um, so that sort of constant worry that I had when I was younger has totally gone now. And, um, yeah, I'm just happier. Yeah, I get that. I completely get that. And it's also, it's, I guess it's a sense of like, taking control over it like you're you're now in control you've made that decision rather than other people do, do you know what I mean it's yeah, like self-protection yeah. yeah I think it probably is I mean you know in, in my sort of mid-20s I think I was I'd met the person who I felt was the one you know who I was going to be with mm. for the rest of my life and that didn't work out that didn't happen and so I, I, I always found that one a, a bit of a strange one to look back on, mm. you know. Um, but anyway. It's shit, isn't it? Love is shit. All right. Next question says, Dear Lola and Kathy, I'm mortified to ask, but here goes. I've been with my current guy for around six months and he is a sweetheart in every single way. He's truly adorable and I'm completely in love. The issue is that his bum smells all the time. Like a strong odour that I can smell sometimes if I spoon him and especially if I go down on him. I cannot bear to give him blowjobs anymore. And the fucked up thing is that it's the same even if he's fresh out the shower. Oh. What the fuck am I supposed to do about this without making him feel really embarrassed? How do you politely tell someone that their bum really smells? Well... Um, you've got to tell him because you say you love him and it's embarrassing for you to be the person to have to tell somebody. But it sounds to me like your lovely boyfriend has got a bit of a medical problem. And I did look up uh, odour from the anus and um, uh, and the, it seems to be he, he might have hemorrhoids. Oh. Um, so he might have hemorrhoids, which are piles, basically. Yeah. And sometimes they can uh, bleed or weep. Did you gain this knowledge specifically for this podcast? Of course. Oh, my God, I'm so honoured. I can't of even course. tell you. Well, I just think it's really difficult to tell somebody because you love this guy. It's better to just be embarrassed and better for him to be embarrassed than to be poorly. Yeah. So, and men are really bad at going to the doctors. Um, but you've got to tell him, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm really worried about you. Yeah. Don't start it off by saying, you've got a smelly bum. Yeah. Just say, we need to talk about something and because and, I'm really worried about you. And I, and I think you're not very well at the moment. And this is why. Yeah. Because there's a, an odour that's coming off you from your bottom. And it could be something like it could be something as simple as hemorrhoids that you need to sort out. But whatever, you've got to go to a doctor. I think that is so brilliantly put. And I think also it would be really good for her to frame it as like I'm I'm okay with this. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I'm not saying this to you because I I, I I'm put off by it. I've had yes. to Google or I've listened to a podcast and I learned about hemorrhoids. 
because uh, I, I, I think it would be so hard to receive that information. I feel like if yeah. if a partner sat down and said, listen, I am really worried about you and I just got to let you know that I think you've got something wrong up there because y- your bum really smells. I think it would be really hard not to to feel really upset by that or to instantly go defensive because it's yes. so embarrassing, you know? But I think that is a sign of a really good, strong relationship if you can have that conversation yeah. and, and and accept the awkwardness uh, and, and move forward from it. But he may then, I don't know how he might react after, because oh, I don't know if somebody just said, your bum just stinks all the time. I, I, I then may be feeling incredibly self-conscious every time getting into bed or well that's it but that's to stop the self-consciousness you know that's the thing you have to have a conversation and that's it you can't sort of shy away from this put yourself in his position if your bum was really smelly i'd want to know yeah It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. All right, the next question says, Hi, Kathy and Lala. Okay, so I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask anyway. I've matched with a guy who ticks many boxes. We're talking on WhatsApp now and about to have our first date, but despite the fact that he's funny, witty, seems to have good morals, etc., he's a fucking Tory. And she says this in big capital letters. We got into a discussion last night about the state of the country and he said he plans to vote Conservative again in the next election because he doesn't like Keir Starmer or Labour's values. I'm so disappointed, to be honest, and I hate this government with my soul. Do you think it's a red flag or something we can work around? Um, No, it's a red flag. I'm sorry, babe. Get rid. And especially, as he has said, I'm just going to vote for them in the next election after we've had 13 years of this crap. I mean, these people, I, I, you know, I've, I've always sort of been against the Tories and their, their policies and what have you. But I can honestly say I don't think I've hated them in the way that I have with this mob, especially Boris Johnson, who we've just got rid of, and they're doing the old divide and rule. And it's absolutely repulsive what's going on. And particularly at the moment, we're recording this at the time of the Tory party conference in Manchester, and half of what they're putting across are barefaced lies about what Labour are apparently going to do. So I just think if somebody supports 
this way, you know, which is just sort of lying, um, then I don't think they're the right person for you. You know, it doesn't matter how funny or witty or whatever a person is or good looking. I, I, I completely agree with you because I actually think we have now re- reached a point where actually what we're talking about is is... is they are really harmful. Yes. But, but I mean, as you say, the lies, the corruption, they are morally corrupt. That They are incompetent beyond belief. But but all of that is framed in this really nasty, new Tory type of stuff, which is trying to appeal, I guess, to like the alt-right. You yes. know, this whole small boats, this whole immigration and multiculturalism isn't working. Trans people and gay people are responsible for all your problems. Mm. Like, you know, all of this is actually, they have become dangerous. Yes. They are now dangerous to to, to uh, people who weren't born in this country. They are yeah. dangerous to people. And actually, if, if, if your moral compass was in the right place, regardless of whether voting Tory helped you a bit with your taxes, if your moral Compass is in the correct place. You could not sit back and support a party who are harming people, really harming people, yes. the most vulnerable people in our society. Uh, and I don't think it is just a matter of, oh, we've got political differences. I actually think the difference now is if you are actively going to vote for that and you are actively choosing to bring that in, then you are actively choosing to harm people. Yes. And I can't sit back and, uh, and put that to one side. We've seen the lack of care. And the lack of really giving a shit Mm. about anybody except themselves and people like them. And I always find that way of thinking really fucking dodgy, you know, just I'm all right, Jack, fuck everybody else. Yeah. And all this blaming immigrants, it's total bollocks yeah. and bullshit yeah and it's so nasty and I, and I actually think like th- that it would really show you a lot about what that person might be like in a relationship because if you are so self-serving and so selfish then that will translate into how you behave in friendships and in relationships you yeah. will be a selfish person I, I wish her the very best of luck with the next relationship <laughs> yeah <laughs> the next one says I am in my 50s and recently divorced and I've been off the horse for a long time. This was not my first rodeo, but it was my first in a while. And I got completely plastered with this lovely man and just went for it. In the lead up to sex over a few weeks, we had an amazing connection and shared a sense of humour. Seemingly, though, he did not find it funny at all when I flung open his bedroom window and screamed, your neighbour has a fucking huge cock, at 3am on the night that we slept together. He was really annoyed and told me that I'd humiliated him. At the time, I told him he was being silly. The night carried on, we woke up together, but I've not heard from him since, and he's not replying to me or answering my calls. I realise now, in the cold light of day, that I behaved like a complete arsehole. I really didn't want this to be a one-night stand. How can I get him to see that I'm sorry and that this isn't me? Well, it is you, (laughs) babe, because you did it, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to sort of own it. You did that. Listen, I think it sounds to me like you met someone who was so lovely and you've been so giddy about it just makes you feel like a kid again, you know, when you fall in love with someone or you or you really fancy someone. You've got a big crush on someone. It's fucking great. 
And it doesn't matter how old you are, you feel like a teenager. So therefore, sometimes you might act like a teenager. I think if you've done all the apologising and he's still not getting in touch, I think you've just got to, right, knock that one on the head and and learn from it, really, babe. Yeah, she fucked up. She fucked up. And I think he has the right to choose not to risk sleeping with her again because he's it, it, been put off, hasn't he? He's just yeah. like, this is not for me. I wouldn't keep calling him and messaging him. I think it's pretty obvious that he doesn't want to engage anymore. So you just have to learn from it and that's it. And also just to add to that, don't think just because he did have a big cock and you declared that to the world that he's going to be flattered by that. Not all men, uh, they're not imbeciles who just want everyone to think they've got a big cock and that's great and that's the best compliment you mm. can give a man. It really isn't, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. not, they're not all the same, basically. All right, last, last but not least, I recently started seeing someone who I really like and it's the first person I've felt like this about in a long time. I love to be around him. Oh, this actually leads on from what we last discussed. Okay. I love to be around him and we have similar interests and lifestyles and our future goals are pretty much aligned. The only thing that's getting in my way of feeling truly invested is his penis size. Even just writing this to you makes me feel like a horrible, shallow person. But at the same time, I know that a healthy sex life is really important for me for a relationship to work out long term. Like many women, I don't reach climax from sex anyway, so maybe I'm being ridiculous by letting this get in the way of what could be something special, but it really feels like a problem. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, what 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 can be done with this though, Lola? Because he can't change his penis no. size, you know. No, exactly. And there are actually things that 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 you that that you can do. I mean, like she says, for most women, vast majority, seventy five percent of women, you need way more than just a dick in a vagina for for anything to happen. We've got very few nerve endings, you know, inside the vagina because uh-huh. obviously the vagina is built for childbirth. And if if we had millions of nerve endings there, then every time a baby's head went through, we'd actually die. Right. It'd be so fucking painful. So not every woman needs penis vagina stimulation. Sounds like this woman doesn't necessarily need it, but she's missing it now because yes. she's she's not getting it. But there are things you can do, like he could bring a toy into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oral. You can do things, but I I I think that like you say, what can he do? This is it. This is who he is. His dick is the size that it is. Yeah. It's either pleasing you or, or 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 it's not. It is getting in the way for her. And I think what you're suggesting is is the best thing, really. Maybe toys and maybe um, talk to him about it. It's not so much. I think don't say to him, "Your your penis is too small for me," but just maybe say. I, I'm not really getting, I'm not climaxing in the way I'd like to climax. Can we try a few things? Mm. Maybe that's the way going gently yeah. about it, you know. Yeah, I think you're so right. Never, ever say you have a very small penis. Never, never, ever let him know that you feel that. And if you split up for that reason, never let him know. But I, I personally think I, I, I've got a high sex drive. I really like sex. It's really important to me to have good sex in a relationship, but... If I met someone who was truly amazing, I would want to do everything I could to work around that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that that's the best way. But, yeah, I think – I really hope they, she works it out and works it out with this chat because it's, it sounds like it, she's got herself a smasher. 
here. Yeah. So I just really hope it works yeah. and they can sort something out. I do too. I do too. Cling on to him for as long as you can because he, he sounds like a lovely one. Well, there we go. We, we've we've answered everyone's questions for today. I think we've changed yeah, changed some lives. I Kathy. hope so. <laughs> I think we have. If if we have made sure that one less person dates a Tory or votes Tory, yes, then we've done our job, haven't we? More than enough. All right, Kathy. I know you've got to run, but quickly, I want to find out from you. Have you ever had the ick? Yes, and I know what the ick means, even though I'm an old lady. This is when I was very young, in my early 20s, early mid-20s, and uh, some fella was really into me, and I was quite thrilled because I thought he was very dashing, very good-looking. And I went to see them in a play, and they were probably one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Oh, no. And therefore, I got the ick, and I no longer fancied them. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, isn't that weird? Because I did really fancy them uh but the then, acting just put you off did he go on to have a successful acting career oh, i don't think so i've not seen much of him babe <laughs> i've not seen him at all actually oh. um so uh yeah so weird but i never ever thought uh somebody being not good at their job would put me off but there you go it did and that makes that it makes a lot of sense Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely adore you. Oh, thank you, Lola. I adore you too. <laughs> Can you believe I had fucking Kathy Burke on my podcast? She's my new best mate now. I'm going to ask her if she wants to be my cousin. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm not sure I can beat that, to be honest. Might as well wrap up the podcast now. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We didn't give you a Friday night reminder. I wonder what Kathy's Friday night reminder would be. Don't fuck Tories. That would have been it, definitely. No, 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 let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. Yeah.